And joining us now, he's the Broncos' assistant coach and, of course, sat next to Paul Green in the coach's box famously when assistant at North Queensland in that 2015 grand final. John Cartwright joining us. John, good morning. Morning, boys. Uh, condolences, of course. Uh, take us through your emotions in the last 24 hours. Yeah, like everyone else, mate, it was, uh, yeah, when I first heard it, it was like, you know, that, that can't be right. Um, and as, as the day sort of unfolded and you spoke to more people, it's, you're still in that, you know, a, a night's sleep hasn't, hasn't sort of made it any easier to digest. It just doesn't make any sense that, a, you know, from the outside, a fellow that seemed to have everything and was very articulate, uh, uh, very smart, uh, had, a, had a wonderful family. You just, you, you know, you just can't, I can't come up with any answers, to be honest with you. When was the last time you spoke to him, John? Mate, it would have been probably six weeks ago. I, we we kept in touch, especially uh, during the footy season. We kept. I used to love talking to Bruni about uh, rugby league stuff. He, he had a, a really good head for it. Um, probably been about six weeks though since since we last spoke. Um, but he, yeah, he seemed in a good place. Uh, he he loved talking about his rugby league. I think that would have been a big hole in his life uh, not having that on a, on a day to day basis. Uh, but yeah, like. You know, like we keep hearing, you know, he he, he just he seemed fine. He seemed on top of everything, uh, and I think he's the position that he held in the game with what he's done, I, I, an opportunity would have come up, uh, no doubt. I think he was sort of just sitting back and, and going to take the right opportunity. But yeah, obviously it was it was playing on his mind. Great to talk to you, Cardi, but obviously not in these circumstances. But what what made him such a good coach in your mind? Mate, he knew how to deal with men. Like he, he you know, sometimes you, you walk into a room and, and if the fellow's not of a big stature, you think uh, he was. He, the, the, he, he could just command a room, and he, and he knew how. He knew how to treat men, um, and he, he knew how to handle men of, of all, um, you know, different egos, different different levels of where they sat within the group. You know, he, that was the thing that, that struck me about it uh, initially, and then. But with his footy knowledge too, he, he was he, he thought outside the square a bit. Um, he, he was really open to advice. He, you know, he didn't always take it, but he was he was really open to advice. Uh, but once he he set his mind on a on a on a, uh, a way you wanted to play, or you know, uh, with with his with his um, with his halves, his fullback, his hookers. Once once they sort of sat down in a room, and he was he could tell a story really clearly. Uh, they, they all bought into it. You know, he. he he was just a. He'd been around, you know, a fair while uh, as a player and as a coach, and, and, and you know, he'd achieved a lot. But he was, and he knew when to switch off. You know, he knew when to enjoy his time with his players. He, he, he was a very talented fella. You know, he, he, he when on his days off, he learned to become a, a helicopter pilot. He could play, pick up an instrument, and play it at the drop of a hat. He was just a um, a really well-rounded, intelligent fella. Mate, the Cowboys win the premiership in two thousand and fifteen. You were you were there. Can you imagine? Can you remember Grand Final day and his final words to the team as they run out? Because uh, apparently uh, he was the sort of guy that come up with something special. Oh, you got me there, Block. Uh, I, I can't remember. I, I remember uh, that those final sort of five minutes of the game, and yeah, you know, he, he was. We, we were down and probably out. I, I watched it yesterday. Actually, like we scored in the eightieth. On the seventy-nine minute, fifty-nine seconds, you know, right, right up yeah. until that moment, he was positive that we were going to get out of it. Uh, 
whether you know whether that was wishful thinking or or you could just see it unfolding. Um, I, I remember in in the box with about twenty minutes to go, and he he kept saying the Broncos they've stopped playing, they've stopped playing, they've stopped playing. And when I watched it yesterday, he was right. You know they they got to tackle five and just kicked it out every opportunity they had. They were running out of petrol, and I think that was something that he that he could sense that um, you know they they were looking at the clock, they were winding it down every chance they had, and. You know, we had blokes who could who, who loved that sort of footy. You know, they, they just they just wanted to play footy right to the death. And and in the end, they got the try in the 80th minute. And uh, you know, it was fate in the end. John, I kicked the field goal, and that emotion you saw. You know, that was that for for Greeny and a lot of the boys that had been there a while. That was that was a build up of, of uh, you know a lot of years hard work. And you 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 want to win a grand final like that, but you certainly don't want to go through it that way. When you got a great player like Jonathan Thurston in the in the side, the relationship between those those guys with Paul being a halfback and and played a little bit of hooker, um, the understanding of the position between those two guys, they, they would have had plenty of great conversations, I would imagine. Oh, I'm no doubt, mate. They didn't they didn't always see eye to eye, but they, you know they had an enormous amount of mutual respect. And you know I, I saw a little bit on on Jono last night how he's, he's devastated from from. You know what's happened, and I can understand that. But they were—I I think, you know, I think Jono's game went another level when when Granny went up there to coach. I think he he started he he became a halfback who who just didn't sort of wait for the moment. He became a halfback who who controlled pretty much everything on the field from around the middle of the field. He, he turned him into a genuine halfback, and I think that's when Jono was at his best. Tell us about, I guess, Cardi, the Paul Green that you knew that we didn't see. Uh, it was for me. I, I got up there pretty late. He, he he actually helped me out in a in in a, you know an area of time that I wasn't going through the best time. I just finished at the Titans, and it's not a good feeling getting the sack as a coach. You you, you feel like the world's caving in, and he, he called me pretty much straight away. And I, I didn't know Greeny all that well. We we knew each other from uh, you know probably friends of friends, and he rang me and asked me you know. He said, "Don't make a decision now, but you know I've got a spot up here next year. Would you like to come?" And, I, and at that stage, I said, "Look, mate, I'm, I'm really not in the frame of mind at the moment. Uh, I probably wouldn't be much help to you." Uh, and he said, "Look, understand. I'll, I'll give you, have your off season. Enjoy your summer. I'll give you a call in January." And pretty much straight away in January, he gave me that call, and and I was still sort of up in the air a bit, but uh, I just loved the way he spoke and, and his plans for the place. And they, I thought they did have a roster that could do something, so. I you know, packed the bag and the car and off I went to, to Townsville and you know, he him and his family took me in. Uh, I got to know, you know, his wife, Amanda and the kids. Uh, they were only young at that stage really well. His mother and father came along to a lot of games, um, you know, his brother, his sister. So I, I he just basically took me in. He knew I was up there. Um, I'd sort of just up and packed and moved in a in a split second and took me in as a mate. I got to know him as a friend, uh, played golf, we we exercised. Uh, and just a, a really good, honest, loyal mate. You know, it's one, it's one that every bloke needs. Cardi, can I ask in a footy club how important it is to re- keep reinforcing the message that if, you know, in particular young men, or it doesn't discriminate in age groups, but, you know, coaching staff, administration, players, you know, the ability to communicate, and if you are going through a tough time, um, reach out and, and and ask someone for help. Do do we do enough work on that in a footy club environment? 
I don't think we do in general, mate. I think at school, it probably should start at school. That's where we learn a lot of our lessons. But definitely, mate, in a footy club where it's, you know, they basically are big, tough men. A lot of them get picked on that basis. Uh, and it's a shame that things like this um, put a highlight on it, you know. It, it's, you know, it, like I said to you earlier, you know, from the outside, you would have thought uh, Greeny had everything. Like, what, what more could you want? He was successful in everything that he did. Had a trophy full, a uh, cabinet full of trophies, and a lovely family. And you know, yeah, I, I reckon there'd be a lot of people around now who, who, you know, had had contact with him recently, wondering, you know, did they miss something, or was there a sign there, or should I have done this? It's it's, it's something, you know, I've, I've sort of asked myself as well. It's it's, but it's got a, it's you're dead right, mate. It's it's a it's a huge problem out there, and and we've got to stop uh, having events like this make us, you know, more aware of it. Cardi, really appreciate your words and your time this morning and uh, good luck and enjoy the rest of the season there with the Broncos. Anytime, boys. Thank you.